everybody, this is Nathan here with Jake, and you're about to listen to what we call Sound of Sanity 1.0. Now, Jake, what do we mean when we say Sanity 1.0? Well, Sound of Sanity was a show we'd been wanting to do for a really long time, and we'd never really seen our way clear to getting it off the ground. Right, so one day we decided the best way to get it off the ground was just to sit down, hit record, three friends talking into microphones. Since that time, the show has changed and grown a whole lot. The modern version of Sound of Sanity really began to develop around episode 34 on Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, there's some stuff we're really proud of in this early iteration of this show and some stuff we're possibly, probably, maybe not so proud of. But there's some good stuff and we wanted to leave these up. Plus, we thought it'd be fun for people who know the current show to go back and see how far the show's come. Yeah, fun and maybe sometimes a little humbling. No doubt. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the current version of the show. That's right. And meanwhile, please enjoy this episode from the archives. Hey, everybody, Sound of Sanity is just over the horizon. But first, just a quick programming note. We are going to be doing something new in 2017, correct, Jake? Or 2017. Yes, we're going to do the first one of these in 2017, actually. But really, what I meant was 2018. That's right. (laughs) We are going to be introducing a new element into the show. Oh, yeah, buddy. Pray tell us what this new element is, Jake. Uh, We're going to watch a movie once a month. We're going to watch a movie once a month. Now, why are we doing that, Jake? Well, a lot of the things that we discuss on Sound of Sanity are pretty heavy, but they're also geared towards helping people be discerning about the world we live in. And one of the places where people tend to feel crazy is at the movies. So we thought we'd take Sanity to the movies once a month, and it'd be an opportunity to engage with the culture in a practical, hands-on, and fun sort of way. So That's right, Jake. Couldn't be more excited about it. Going to watch a movie at the end of every month, the last Tuesday of every month. We will basically take a break from our, our regular sanity routine, and we'll do an episode where we discuss a film, and we will be watching said film. We, we will be, obviously, we will be watching said film, but you can watch along with us because we'll let you know what it's going to be, right? What we're going to watch. Uh, yeah. Are we going to go through the entire animated Disney catalog, Nathan? Is that the plan? We could watch Oliver and Company. Yes. The Fox it's, and the Hound. It's been too long. Such classics as The Black Cauldron. Ooh. We're going to get through our Christmas episodes, and then on the last Tuesday of this month, the 26th, we are going to watch one of the most classic films of all time. And fun fact, one of my favorite films of all time. It starts with a C, it, after that comes an A, and then, well, there's an S, followed by an A, B, L, A, N, C, A. What does it spell? Uh, ben, have you seen Casablanca? Uh, yeah, I have, Nathan. Jake, have you seen Casablanca? No. Well, you're in for a treat, All right. my friend. And our audience is in for the treat if they choose to watch it. Either way, they'll be listening to us discuss it on Tuesday the 26th. And we'll try and let you know each month what it is we're going to be watching. And we're super excited. Obviously, we're still going to bring you all the great other kinds of episodes. But we just thought this would be fun. So anything else to say about that, Jake? I got nothing. All right. Let's get on with the show. You are now listening to the sound of sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program.
Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. Welcome to Sound of Sanity, another episode in our Christmas series, our, our, our Yuletide episodes that uh, will become, no doubt, a tradition in your family. Every year you listen to these uh, four episodes that we're doing, uh, you know, aim for the stars and something about shooting for the moon and landing among the stars. <laughs> you land among the stars <laughs> in the void of space. <laughs> Oxygen deprivation. <laughs> hey, speaking of oxygen deprivation, it's Ben Solzer. <laughs> we'll introduce him first because we had such a good transition into it. Oh, wow. There he is, turning the knobs and the dials. He's our engineer. He's our personal assistant. Production. Production assistant. That's right. Merry Christmas season, Ben. Oh. We've got the, the pastor, who's a master of celebrating Christmas right That's there. right, yes. <laughs> Mary Menzel, which I, of course, am Nathan Alverson, your humble and obedient host, creative director of Warhorn Media. We're here to talk for the third time this season about Christmas. Let's just rip this Band-Aid off. We have come out of the closet as a pro-Christmas. Yay, Christmas. All right. All right. Hurrah yeah. for Christmas, the best time of the year. As uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, as, as Tiny <laughs> Tim says, and uh, Tiny Tim doesn't talk like this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's more no, like No, but us. Dick Van Dyke does. Michael Caine does. Yeah, Michael Caine sort of. Uh... Anyway, enough dilly-dallying. We are pro-Christmas, and the funny thing about that is that we are kind of pro the whole smorgasbord. Yeah, we've we've done our best so far to make everything permissible. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have made a case for tinsel, blue lights, uh, white tacky Christmas trees, presents, reindeer, Santa Claus, whatever you want to do, all that fun stuff, but not just like we don't you know, actually Christmas is a pagan holiday and we will celebrate it as such. No. Not just that. That would be one way of doing it. But we've actually said we love Christmas as a celebration of our Lord and Savior. It's a great... And his birth. Yeah, it's a great time to build traditions in your family that teach them about why Jesus came and was born as a man and came to die for our sins and be resurrected from the grave. And a great opportunity not just to teach and train your children because traditions are inevitable and they're a necessary way of how we train and teach our children, but also because God has done a thing where... Our, all of Western culture celebrates Christmas. It's a great opportunity to love your neighbor and to really embrace the season, the opportunities it brings to talk to people about Jesus. And so we've talked about how we love the whole gamut of everything associated with Christmas, basically. <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Or in my case, the whole kitsch and Never mind. I got to change that one halfway through. You should have just stuck with kitchen caboodle. The whole kitchen and caboodle. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's the... That that's what we're going to try and deal with in today's episode. How do you put those two things together? The one way of saying it, how do you marry the sacred and the secular? Yeah, and it's it's not like as we've gone through this, we've denied that there's such a thing as materi- crass materialism. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so there, there are dangers about it, right? Like you don't want, I mean, it, it really is, and we've, we've given the devil his due on this sort of thing. We, you don't want to turn Christmas into an opportunity to train your kids to be crass materialists. You do not. But you also don't want to use it to train them to be curmudgeonly Scrooges. So, curmudgeonly super spiritual Scrooges. Yeah. So the question we're trying to ask today is, okay, we have these secular traditions, and we know that if we give them ourselves to these secular traditions without discernment or wisdom, 
then there are some real dangers and pitfalls there. And then there are these sacred traditions. We want to train our kids to love Jesus. So how do we bring those two together and have Christmas traditions in our homes and our families uh, that honor God and that help us teach our children and help us to honor the Lord and to love our neighbor during this most wonderful time of the year? The most wonderful time of the year. Well, fortunately... I'm not feeling any tension about it at all. Zero tension, no tension whatsoever at all. Hmm. And that reminds me, fun fact about you, Ben. You've, you're, you're, uh, this year, you're trying to marry the sacred and the secular together in an amusing manner. You've got your... Um... <laughs> but I, I, well, I actually, maybe, <laughs> I was thinking about you, actually, Nathan. And I was thinking it would be be cool to do a fun fact about you for Christmas. You, where, yeah, because <laughs> you're like at home. Yeah, alone on Christmas Day. I don't know, you're eating a Snickers bar or something alone. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's just, <laughs> there's just like no one there with you. <laughs> you're just opening your presents, except they're like one present <laughs> you gave yourself. <sighs> I just think it'd be a pretty funny change. You know, it's always all these fun facts about me, but really, I think there's fun facts about you too. I mean, Fun fact about Nathan. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Um, All right. So, just, so you um, want to you want to do it? I don't not want to do that. But yeah, my question would be: Were you aware that the name of the segment is actually fun fact? Fun fact about well, that's Ben how, is the, what our audience expects. Well, uh, every that's time. why you know it's a surprise. About five minutes in, it's, we set up the thing, and yeah, then we it's, do a, a, it's a surprise a for the fact. listener. It you know it changes their it reverses whatever it undermines their expectations and they're like, like oh hey it's a fun fact about Nathan instead seventeen episodes in and we're 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 reversing expectations yeah yeah you I have mean, to it, actually it, it it helps to it helps to set up expectations before you reverse well, expectations yeah I think I, mean, I think maybe we've like done a that year and, into the <sighs> and this would be pretty funny you know it's just that just had, Nathan. Um, it's just that we had this on the schedule. We had a plan, you know. I'm he's gonna, trying, I come to, out he's with trying the, to help. I come out with the he's fun just fact trying about to help. I understand that he's trying Relax. to help. I understand, but this is listen. This is the Christmas season, and it's hard to get these podcasts done. I mean, you know as well yeah. as any, but you're the yeah, CEO. People I know. I know. I know it's hard. Surprise! That's I know why it's I brought hard. it up. Yeah. And it's just like, but it's hard and, for everybody, and, you know, not you just you. Tell, you know, every yeah. week I have to come up with a different fun fact about Ben. You know, I mean the. Yeah, that's why it's going to take a little load off your shoulders. I mean, I you know, fun fact about Nathan. You could t- maybe well, start you, by you need- taking the load off my shoulders that I ask you to take off by setting the microphones up on time. <laughs> You've basically ruined my Christmas, right? How do I look my my mom in the eyes when she hears this episode? When she hears this segment, how do I how do I look my family? How do I how do I go to church and talk to people? I should probably just throw myself off a bridge, They'll right? Is, would that be a good Christmas present? Is that what you want? You want me to just throw no. myself off of a bridge, stick my head in a Christmas meat grinder? I, you know, I Is just that, have I'm just I have creative ideas. You are not here to be a creative. You are an elf. I am Santa Claus. I am Santa Claus. This is my workshop. We do it my way. Whoa, this is the North what? Pole. Whoa, you are whoa, not even Rudolph. You whoa. are not even Dasher or Dancer. You've what? completely ruined Christmas for but, everyone, hey, hey, for hey, all hey, of our hey, listeners. Hey, 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 h
The other night, I was doing some uh, Black Friday shopping. There's a really long line, and there were a couple people in line in front of me, and uh, there was this little boy, and he had in his hands this pair of women's shoes. Women's shoes. And he was there all by himself. Got up to the register and uh, put his shoes up there, and then he, he had, like, a little Ziploc bag of money and, uh, like, pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters and stuff. So he puts his bag on the counter, looks up at the clerk at the register and says, I want to buy these shoes for my mother, dear. It's Christmas time. And the shoes are just her style. That's what he said. It's really awkward coming out of his mouth, but also really sweet. And, well, it was a little more than that, because he went on to say that she's she's dying. She's going to meet, you know, and he wants her to look pretty for when she does. And so here's this boy, and people are getting angry because the, stupid 17-year-old clerk is like counting pennies and everybody knows they're not going to add up to what the 70 $75 that these shoes are going to cost. And so I just uh, stepped in and, and swiped my card and said, the boy's with me. And, and I looked down at him and I said, son, you take these shoes to your mom. I'm sure she'll look great in them. And uh, I just think that we need to remember what's important at Christmas time. And there are people around us who... <laughs> Why is that funny, Ben? <laughs> and other uh, people around us who are suffering and doing their best and, and trying to make the best of it. And here we are fighting about a... <laughs> I, don't, I, I still don't understand why this is funny. <laughs> why, why, are you guys, why are you guys laughing at my story? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, it really, um, it really puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, Nathan. Little boy, if you're listening, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And that concludes <laughs> a fun fact about Ben. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, because there's no good transition out of that. <laughs> Let's get into it. How do we marry the sacred? And the secular, or maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's not a good, that's, that's an easy handle, an easy way of yeah, remembering arguably, what we're talking about. Arguably not the best way to put it, but, right. but an not, easy way, easy little... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a way for you to remember what we're talking about, so that's why I keep coming back to it. It's a little hook to hang your thoughts on, but obviously the sacred does not, you know, the sacred is not the bride of the secular, and blah, 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 nuance, nuance, nuance. You know what I'm talking about. How do we make this thing work? All the sacred stuff over here, our, our desire to remember, if I, I dare say, the reason for the season, sincerely remember it, to celebrate the birth of our Lord, and our desire to have fun and blue lights and tinsel and reindeer and yay, hooray. And so how do we put these two things together? How do we, how do we live the tension? Well, uh, I'll tell you my answer to that. <laughs> What's your answer? <laughs> I don't have any problem living the tension at all. In fact, I kind of enjoy it. Oh. It kind of uh, makes me happy to live the tension. I, I kind of like what, it. What, you know, what tension? I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you know, I'm just like, uh, I eat tension for breakfast, you know? Um, Sounds like you don't feel much tension over this. No, I actually, yeah. When I say I eat tension for breakfast, what I really mean is I just don't feel any tension at all. And I don't, I realize that if I go too far in this direction, it's going to feel oppressive to people because they're going to feel like they have to match my level of 
cheer and all that. But I'm just like, Jesus was born and it's awesome. And I thank God for it. And that's great. And I go to church and, and you know, the, the practical outworkings of that is I go to church and on, on, on Christmas Eve and I light a candle as we sing Silent Night. And I, I, I light the candle of the person next to me. And that's really moving. And that's, and we, we sing some Christmas songs and, 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 and uh, you know, we read Luke 2 and we think about what it really would have been like. And we, we see past the nativity and we see what we, 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 we think about you know, all the different things that happened, and we remember the story, and we praise God for it, you know, with the angels. Hark the herald angels sing. It's wonderful. It's great. It's, glor- I dare say, glorious. Then over there, over here, you know, you go home, you got your ham, you got your stuffing, whatever, don't eat any stuffing, it's gross, and you got your white uh, Christmas tree, a uh, fake plastic thing that's shaped in the shape of a Christmas tree, and it's awesome, and it's got blue lights, and it reminds you of a winter night, and it makes you think of your mom's old, what is it, not, I want to say Burl and Ives, but that's not who I mean, Courier and Ives plates that had the the little pictures of the people on the, um, that she, uh, what's that thing that we go dashing through the snow in? Sleigh. Uh, people on the sleigh, and even though you've never seen a one-horse sleigh, and you're not even exactly sure what that is, you feel nostalgic for the days when you used to go riding in a one-horse open sleigh, even though they don't exist. You feel nostalgic for it, and you watch It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, George Bailey goes running through, and he says, Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and alone, and you're excited about that, and it's fun, and you watch The Grinch, and you watch Charlie Brown, and you open some presents, and you drink some eggnog, and you have some fun, and you go to some parties. The kids are, kids are excited, and it's fun, and I just, where, what, what tension? What tension, I ask you, <laughs> sir? Sirs, what, 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 what tension? Tension dare not speak its name. All three Christmas ghosts <laughs> strive within me, or actually just the two, the sacred Christmas and the secular. They strive within me, Jacob Marley, on my knees, sir. They st- <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> so that's how I kind of honestly feel about it. <laughs> and while realizing if someone doesn't feel that way, what I just said might for all its gleefulness, be very oppressive. (laughs) Ben? Yeah. Are you sufficiently doing this thing? Uh, Are you marrying the sacred and the secular? I don't think about it a whole lot, Nathan. I just kind of get my presents together and plan to see family and make sure I have things lined up well enough. And that's about it. Bake some cookies. So you also don't feel the tension, but kind of in a different way than I don't feel the yeah. tension. I, I sort of, That's you right. know, if, if in my 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 rakish, my charmingly rakish way, I sort of embrace the tension. But you're just way. like, eh, what tension? You know, yeah. it's just that's the thing I do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I don't know. It can be a little stressful to plan things well enough, get all my work around here done, get on the road. Take about 10 days to see two sets of family in two different cities. It can be a little stressful, but I enjoy it. It's just a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Fair enough. Jake, you got to marry that sacred and the secular, and you got a, a seven children and a yeah, well, blushing beautiful bride relying on you to figure this out and get it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, as listeners will know, I've been sort of on the roller coaster of uh, ways I've felt about the sacred and the secular aspects of our Christmas celebrations. And you basically went on the roller coaster from sacred, wee, and then all the way down into the wait, no, wrong, reverse, strike it, reverse, strike it, reverse it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was American Christmas is great, 
because everybody's an American who celebrates Christmas <laughs> and also some, some family baggage around that to, oh, this is all materialistic and terrible and stupid. And, and then I, you know, started to grow up and mature, got married. And uh, that has an effect on a, on a guy. Does it? I'd have to, yeah. Huh. I have to say getting married and having kids can have an effect on your... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So um, true story. Uh, my wife feels maybe less tension about uh, celebrating Christmas than you, Nathan. She uh, she just loves it. She just likes it. Yeah, not a lot of baggage there with her. She just thinks it's fun and uh, doesn't have much patience for uh, Scrooges or Grinches. And so uh, in a lot of ways, I've just sort of followed her lead as I've reconciled the tension in myself. Right. And, and then, you know, in some ways, I've just gone right along ahead of her and embrace so i i don't know uh, we have some things that we do every year little traditions that 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 we've done like on the way home from thanksgiving we go visit our families on the way home we pick up a tree we decorate it that same day we decorate it to frank sinatra and ella fitzgerald and bing crosby and 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 we do a little bit of Advent stuff, but not a lot. We tried and we cracked uh, under the pressure of trying to do a daily Advent thing. And we, we've been able to let that go because it's just hard with evening responsibilities and all kinds of stuff happening. But yeah, we've just tried to find a middle way of working to make the most of the season and to train our children to understand why Jesus came and was born as a man, why he lived his life here and suffered and died on the cross and was raised from the dead, and why that means we ought to celebrate how cool it is that Jesus, when he was born, changed the world so much that everybody feels a need to celebrate or at least pretend to celebrate, that that's really cool to be able to go out to the store and and see people, you know, happy or see, listen to, as we've talked about multiple times, Mariah Carey or, or Frank Sinatra or whoever being Crosby, singing praises to Jesus. And yeah, but we're just sort of figuring it out. And so what I'm hearing, what I think I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, you have perfected a Christmas <laughs> method for combining secular and sacred elements in such a way that Jesus comes first. <laughs> yes. And all the other stuff. It just fun. doesn't. Yeah, it's fun, and it you know it has no corrupting influence whatsoever. You and your wife wife yeah. work together in perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. That's perfect right. Christmas yeah. harmony. No conflict to create. The children submit to your plans and enjoy everything with joy and delight. With joy and say thank you afterwards. That's right. Yeah, pure gratitude. Great. Huh. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> So you should tell okay, people so, how to do that. <laughs> Things that people might want to <laughs> know what your trick is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not quite that simple, right? Um, it's especially hard if, if what you're trying to do is figure it out on, on your own. This is not easy to navigate those waters. And you're basically left with two options. One is to do your best to try to pull it together yourself or to or to give up and say, well, it's impossible, right? So we do our best and we take cues from each other, but we also take cues from our church family, try to orient our life, our family life around the life of our church. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Mm, sounds good. Good episode, guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Now bring us some figgy pudding. Wait a second. That was a really 
uh, chirpy dun, 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 and then we went into a really somber monk like yeah, I, <laughs> I think it needs to be dead at now bring us some pudding now bring us some figgy pudding now bring us some figgy pudding and uh, have... bring it oh yeah right here right here yeah bring it with good cheer no bring it right here bring, and bring, bring it right, it right, right. right. Here, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the devil's advocacy alarm is going off. Whoa! What's uh, it doing? The episode's done already. I thought the, I thought we had it all wrapped up. Oh, Me man. and Ben resolved what our Christmas tension. What could he possibly say? Uh, Jake, 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 nothing. Just, you walk the middle road. You do the thing. Okay, fine. Now, if people, if this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, I would encourage you to go and listen to the other two Christmas episodes. I'd encourage you to listen to the whole kit and caboodle. But you could also just listen to the first two Christmas episodes. You'll have a little bit more context for this episode. But if this is the first time listening to The Sound of Sanity, you should know. The Devil's Advocacy Alarm, the DAA, it is the part of the show where someone has to play the devil's advocate. Argue for the opposite position of what we've been arguing for. Who is it going to be today? Who's our Grinch? Who's our Scrooge? Who wants to who wants to do this? We all love Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake. Yeah. You're our fearless leader. I think you'll have to take the hit for us. All right. If I must. All right. You ready for this? All right. Yeah. Told you so. I told you that it was not possible to live the tension. Well, we just said it was possible. No, what you said was that you can just sort of do what you want and marry the sacred and the secular without any wisdom or discernment, without anything to go on, and just forge your own unique path forward. This is that's, America, that's man. Garbage. We can, we're, we're allowed to forge a free country. <laughs> <laughs> no. What you, what you end up doing is you just end up creating this syncretistic hybrid thing where you just have created enough space where you can do whatever you want. Whatever feels good to you, you do. And you have no principles about protecting your kids from crass materialism. You have no principles about how to actually make good on the season like you talk about. You just are like, yeah, I've I've ignored every philosophical and theological argument that you've thrown at me for the past couple of times, and now I just sort of do what I want. That's garbage. You can't do that. You can't you can't just decide that you're going to throw out your theological and philosophical principles and do whatever it is that you feel like and then baptize that and call it good because it has something to do with Jesus. Every mention of Jesus out there in the culture at this time of year is just a violation of the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Every time you listen to Bing Crosby sing about Jesus, that's what he's doing. And you just sort of like embrace it. You embrace that. You embrace the, the culture making light of the things of God, all of the sacrilege that surrounds uh, the celebration of of Christmas. And then you and then you dance around with your tinsel and and wrap garland around your heads and sing about figgy pudding and and, and you get to feel good about yourself because yay Christmas and God's extravagant and so. Uh, we can be extravagant too. And Jesus was born as a man and that's physical. So now I can give myself to physical pleasures. Yeehaw. Yeah. Thanks, G.K. Chesterton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're trying to channel here? Like, I mean, seriously, G.K. Chesterton can maybe get away with that kind of stuff because he's a genius. But when I'm agreeing with you, devil, it's maybe a little, maybe a little shallow when we try and pull this and do the same kind of thing. I mean... Honestly, um, I, I really mean, at least like at least you're I... consistent. Like you're the most consistent one here, Nathan. Yes, because you're just like, yeah, I don't have any principles. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> and you're honest with yourself about, I have no principles. And Ben's like, eh, I've got principles that I don't really, I don't know. And then Jake's like, I'm going to pretend to have principles and try to have principles while also doing what feels good to me and finding a way to justify it with my principles. And then, you know, it's just, it's all garbage. There's no way to, there's no way to do this and to pull it off. But devil, we really like just doing what we want. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an argument. A crap. <laughs> <laughs> you make a fair point. <laughs> Anything else? You rest no, your case? I, think, I think I think I I'm just happy to win. One. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I guess I'm just not allowed to en- enjoy Christmas no, anymore. I, I guess we yeah. Because I'm just being dumb when I enjoy it. Right. Unless you can come up with a bunch of. I mean, you can't. Come up with a bunch of principles to justify doing what you want. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I guess unless we come up with a bunch of principles to do what we want, then we can't do what we want. <laughs> but my principle is do what I want. <laughs> That's kind of like a principle, isn't it? <laughs> it's a lame one. <laughs> I know, but... All right. I'm going to give the devil his due here. I, I Like I sort of admitted, even as I did it, I, you're right. I, I I mean I'm the kind of guy I'm an I'm an iconoclast and I gr- grew up under the pressure of a lot of different kinds of puritans if I may say that and so I hate personally speaking I don't really enjoy any kind of hypocrisy and and what I do enjoy is brash not hypocrisy I mean every person that says that is a hypocrite obviously but even there like I'm willing to admit how hypocritical I am see because I'm not a hypocrite uh, but here here's the thing I really do want to just my instinct and the, the devil has me I think my instinct personally is to just say I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it like everybody else they're going to come up with some kind of principle to sanctify this but I'm just going to say there ain't no sanctifying it it's I like this thing and I like this thing and I, you know why shouldn't I just do what I want devil I mean that really because to me that's always going to be an easier pill to swallow even as lame as that is is going to be an easier pill to swallow than someone making any kind of a, a argument on either side and pretending like they've resolved the tension because you can't resolve the tension yeah it's like you have to be in the world but not of it or something like that i don't know it's kind of like it's like yeah it's like maybe the best answer to the devil is the the way that to let the devil win really is just to throw off all cultural forms and not use them anymore and just not enjoy things and i think that would be really that's where the devil's point leads just don't enjoy stuff because to enjoy it you have to you have to deal with the fact that it comes from a sinful world and that you live in a place where the economic decisions you make are compromised because they enslave little children working in iPhone factories and then uh, you know so it seems like all the kind of stuff we dealt with before just kind of thrown back like thrown back at us like it doesn't matter well you still fail so the devil I think I think this is where the devil's argument falls is that it's pretty dishonest of him to accuse us of having no principles and also doing our own thing. Uh, because the reality is what what I'm trying to do, um, I'm he, okay, he's got my number two. I don't want to <laughs> pretend like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We can't make our traditions on our... Uh, there is no really finding our... That, that part is true. There's no finding your way forward by yourself in isolation apart from just creating principles to justify what you want. But but Christians aren't lone rangers. They're not on their own. We have a community, and we have a community that's called the church. 
I think the real way forward is not to take our cues from uh, the culture and not to take our cues from super spiritual devilry, like our devil, but to take our cues from the people of God and to center our Christmas traditions around the church, around her. Because traditions, they teach us, they instruct us, they're inevitable, they're all the things that we've said they are, um, and they give us our sense of place. And what we don't want is for our traditions to come from this world— And we don't want our traditions to come from those who refuse to live in it. We want our traditions to come from the church, which is in the world and striving to be not of the world. And that's where we can develop principles and traditions that aren't self-centered. Because it's other people, and it's other people all working together to to follow God. And, And we don't have to be too uptight about about our kids at Christmas time or whatever. Uh, if what we're doing is we're centering our family life around the community life of the people of God, but we're still making use, and the church is still making use of traditions that come from the world to some extent. Like what? Well, like Christmas gift giving, make an argument that it ties back to ancient pagan festivals and all kinds of things like that, just like we did earlier a couple of weeks ago. You could argue that, but, but then, I think Jake's then and point there is, is that. That's a place where the churches. Go ahead. Well, I think what I think what Jake's point is is yeah, we do have to work through all the stuff, everything that we brought up over the course of the last three episodes. The place to do that is in the body of Christ. The place to do that is with the help of other people. The the place to actually make these decisions. And sometimes you'll go a little bit more towards what the culture, and sometimes you'll go, you know, if we can keep our stupid false dichotomy, which is a stupid false and dichotomy, but it's a useful one for this episode. So if you want to say you got all the secular stuff over here and you got all the sacred stuff over here, and sometimes you're going to go one more one direction. and more. The way to figure out how to navigate that is not to read a bunch of books to figure it out in isolation and to come up with your principles because you will inevitably justify what you like, even if what you like is to just be proud of whatever point of view you think is the supreme spiritual one. If that's that's what you like, then you'll come up with that. But do it in a church. Do it in a community. Let the people around you discipline the way you do it. And that's your best shot at answering all those questions and answering them well. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, your job is to live by faith. You can't live by faith in isolation and on your own. You have to live by faith in community with others. And you need people who are willing and able to call you out when you get it wrong. When Nathan's temptation is to uncritically embrace stuff because he likes it, he needs people there to yank his chain and say no. And when our devil's advocate's there to be critical of everything everybody's doing as being unspiritual, there's somebody there to yank the chain and say no. And when uh, there's a Jake there trying to create really great sounding principles to justify what he wants to do. Somebody's there to say, no, call us all to live by faith and to orient ourselves around uh, God's truth and community life of the people of God. If we give ourselves to, to that, that's how, that's how we stay sane and how we stay, how we, how we guard and protect her. So that's not to say that there's some really bad, you know, churches out there, churches that get things really wrong. Well, I just think there's people listening right now, probably, if I had to guess, who think this is, I think there's devils listening who are saying, what a cheap answer. Oh, you're not actually going to give us, you're not going to have the courage to give us any kind of principle. You're going to say the church. And I think those people are 100% wrong. It's not a cheap answer. And the reason they think it's a cheap answer is either because they're 
in a bad church or they just haven't submitted themselves to the church. All right, so here's the principle. If you want a principle, if those people want a principle, this is the principle. Live by faith, love God, submit to your brothers, the church, and do as you please, as your desires are ordered by the word of God, the people of God, and your desire to please him. That's it. Then go and put up your Christmas tree and put all the tinsel you want on it and don't feel guilty about tinseling over the problems out there in the world, but do it by faith and uh, have fun and throw on some Ella and have a swinging Christmas. A swinging Christmas, that's right. (laughs) I really... I really do honestly believe that that is the answer. I know there's people that are going to say that's, you know, a cop-out, that, oh, we didn't give a bunch of principles and stuff, but, you know, it's Christmas time, people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there are a bunch of people out there that way. Yeah. I think most everybody out there is like, it sure would be great if these guys give me a principle so that I can feel good about doing my lights and... Well, you just said the principle. Say it again for the people so they'll have their principle. Principle number one, the one and only Christmas principle from the three Sound of Sanity episodes. Live by faith, love God, love your neighbor, love your family, submit to your brothers in Christ, order your life around the life of God and God's people. As your desires are ordered by that, do as you please, as Augustine says. Love God and do as you please. That Augustine was a pretty smart guy. Reckon so. And the thing that I please to do... Celebrate Christmas, the best time of the year. Yay. Yay. <laughs> ben. Yay. Submit to your brothers. <laughs> Yay, Yay, Christmas. Yes. And now you guys can both submit to your brother and his desire for us to play a fun Christmas game. All right. We're going to play the alphabet word association game. Uh, you have to name, we'll see how far we get. You have to name a Christmas movie. Wow. We'll see how far we get. We'll okay. see. I think we can okay. make it pretty all right. far. All right. All right. A Christmas Carol. Oh. We'll open it up to music too. To music too, huh? Music, movies. So I've already got. I can already think of a song that starts with B. Very famous Christmas song by a man that is not dead, but uh, you want to phone a friend? <laughs> yes. I'll have a blue, blue Christmas without you. Blue Christmas. Blue Christmas. <laughs> Jake, can you possibly come up with a C-related? <laughs> it starts with C. I don't know, guys. Does a Christmas story start with A? <laughs> I think you can do a Christmas story. I'm doing a Christmas story. You also would have accepted Carol of the Bells or Charlie Brown's Christmas. Duck Dynasty Christmas special. <laughs> there is one special. Let's not kid ourselves about that. Folks. Edge of Christmas. What's that? Edge of Christmas. What the heck is Edge of Edge Christmas? Of Christmas. It's, a, it's, an, it's an action suspense thriller about... It, uh, I just made it up, actually. <laughs> but it probably will be a movie someday. How about Ernest? Ernest saves Christmas! Ernest saves Christmas. All right, thank you. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even need the internet for that Very one. Very nicely done. Nice Ernest. Paul. Nice Paul. The first Noel. The first Noel. Okay, I've got G. Good Christian men rejoice. Oh, holy night. We'll give it to you. Boo. I also would have accepted boo. Oh, ho, ho, who wouldn't go? Although that's not the name of that song. Why boo? <laughs> Come on. Should I go with Nathan's favorite or with one of my kids' favorites? H-I? Uh, I don't know. I can't even think I what my favorite would be. the bells on Christmas Day. Ah, yes. be Nathan's. Uh, or yes. I saw three ships. Ooh. You go with the most profoundly wonderful meditation on the season that's ever been written by anyone, or you could go with a chintzy song about ships. That has a really great, awesome, fun performance by the Good Shepherd Band, which you available now. Yes, and you can buy that CD. It's on repeat the sounding joy, if I'm not mistaken. All right, then I'm going to go with I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. All right, and I, J, 
Oh, wow. Jingle bells. Joy to the world. <laughs> Joy to the world? Yep. There we go. Okay. Uh, you don't get to use this. Is it, it Christmas with the Cranks? It is. Oh. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> All right. I got it on my own. <laughs> uh, the little drummer boy. Brum, pum, pum, pum. <laughs> the, little, the little drummer boy. Um, I'm sure there's something that starts with Mary, but I'm having a hard time pulling it here. Mary, did you? Mary, did you know? <laughs> the greatest of all Christmas songs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you know that your baby boy was Anyway, Mary, did you know is my M, leading N to his N, which I've given him plenty of time for. Oh. The first. Nutcracker? Noel. Oh, <laughs> the <laughs> Nutcracker. There you go. Right. Thousand Here movie to bell movie. you out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful. Or oh holy, or yeah, oh holy night, or oh holy night, or oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, or oh little town of Bethlehem, <laughs> or oh you're just giving yourself all the O's. <laughs> There's a lot of LMNO. Oh, that's tough. Is it? Is there an obvious one? I'm Polar Express. The Polar Express. Now I have Q. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet night. Is that the name of a Christmas movie? Quiet night. <laughs> Quiet night. It would be a lame Talk about a reach. Christmas movie. <laughs> the fun thing about this game for the people at home is probably they're shouting some really obvious Q-related thing. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that they are. Christmas song. Guys, we are not going to be defeated by this Q. There is one called... Quiet Christmas, apparently. Ah, the great right. favorite Christmas song. Yes. Quiet Christmas. Everyone's... All right. That gives Jake the... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm going to be QRS. Okay, I'm going to try and take it this farther than Silent Night. Do a movie. A movie. Are you thinking of one? I am thinking of one. Me too. Oh, boy. Isn't that There's amazing? A f- Even me. Famous Christmas movie that starts with S. You got to... So... Ah... Oh, you gotta uh, start the, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, right? Yes, with Tim course. Allen, or the Santa or, Claus too, or Scrooge, or Scrooge, or Scrooge. Ben, you got T. That ought to be easy I, for you. Yeah, I don't preclude you from using any of these. Mm, thank you. Unless you really get in a bind. You could do another O. O tainted bomb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than using the. So I'll give it to you. I've got you, and I've got nothing to go with it except to assume that there is a song or movie out there called Under the Mistletoe. There's got to be. Yeah. How could there not be? Under the Mistletoe. It's a song by Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes. Justin Bieber. Let's hear a little bit of this. <laughs> and that could have been RM was Mistletoe. He's going to be under the mistletoe. He doesn't want to miss out on the holiday. He's staring at your face, which kind of rhymes with holiday. Under the mistletoe. All right. Well, that really put every, put us in the holiday spirit, right, guys? Oh, Pretty, yeah. Under Creepy. the mistletoe with Justin Bieber is where <sighs> Justin Bieber wants to be. So I guess you got you. That leaves me with V. Yeah. Is that hard or easy? V. I assume you've already solved the problem? No. I'm going to assume there's something that starts with virgin out there. Or Vespers. Chance from Christmas. Vespers. Pessum princium. Dixit dominus. It's got the word Vespers in it. It's a Gregorian <laughs> chant. <laughs> you guys know that. Yeah, <laughs> that old, yeah, yeah, yeah. That old saw that comes up after Bing Crosby every year. Right. So is that your V? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, man. Then I'll go with White Christmas. I'm glad that you weren't above using White Christmas. Um, Sucker! Yeah. <laughs> I think you could actually do it. And the reason you can do it because there's a bunch of cynical hipster people that have created Xmas songs. There is a song called Xmas by Lewis Black. <laughs>
Here's a song called Yuletide Rhythm, being performed by the boys' Latin sixth grade chorus. Whoa. Well, Ben, well, we've uh, managed to get it all the way to Z. Yeah. Don't I, fail I, us. I'm ready. Louis Armstrong. Is that you, Santa Claus? <laughs> yes, it's actually the title of the song. It and it's actually Z. spelled with a Z? It's spelled with a Z. Wow. Yeah. We didn't have to cheat. No. We cheated a little bit to get there, but I'm so proud of us for not cheating on Z. Good job, Bren. <laughs> the true Christmas present Thanks, was Nathan. you all along. Aww. Is that you, Santa Claus? There you go. All right. All right. Hey, if anybody out there is listening and you thought of some better, because obviously we fudged it a little bit. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> well, folks, if you think of good ones, if you can help us fill in these gaps and make two separate lists, a movie list that's the whole alphabet and a song list that's the whole alphabet, I think that would be a very productive use of your time. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Cliffhanger for next week. We have one more episode to go one more chance for the devil to take us down and uh we'll see whether he's gonna do it because we there's one big thing we haven't begun to even talk about about christmas and i don't know should we give him any hint what it is or just let him stew on it until next week i think they better stew on it. Let's just let you stew on it there is still a really good reason to maybe not celebrate christmas i don't know so we're gonna get to that next week but that's pretty much it the podcast today was engineered by benjamin solzer it was produced by nathan alberson and like all Fine Warhorn products. It was executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jacob Menzel. Until next time, stay sane.